I encourage you, if you have your phones, and if you've never liked us on Facebook, we do have a page. Just go on there and get your phone out and go ahead and like Gratis Church. And then you, if you want to, you can just go ahead and put out there uh, on your page the hashtag known. Because what I'd like for us to do is just spread the word about this series. And uh, there's a lot of people that are looking at uh, the stuff that we put out there and we post on a daily basis. But over these next few Sundays, I'm going to be talking about being known by God and by our love. And so for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be focusing on that, that first part, being known by God. And that's, that's what's just amazing and awesome to think about, to be known by Almighty God. And so the first thing that I'd like to share with us uh, this morning, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me to uh, Psalms chapter 139, the book of Psalms, chapter 139. And um, here's the first thing that, uh, if you think about it, most people desire. It says most people have a desire to be known. Now, there are a few cases that may not. Uh, there are a few cases that might choose to be a hermit, and uh, they might want to go out and live in uh, the wilderness and be there for a long time and not meet anybody. But in most cases, almost everybody desires to be known. You know, you might look around and you go, well, who all do I know or who knows me? And I began to do this little process and I put it, kind of put it in categories and I got to thinking about politically from a political standpoint um, I know a lot of people I mean when I went on my first date with Angie uh, we um, uh, she told me one of her best friends was uh, Billy Carter's daughter and if you don't know who Billy Carter is that was Jimmy Carter's uh, brother and Billy had Billy's beer, and that's what he was known for, okay, down there in, uh, in Plains, Georgia. But Jimmy was the president. Now, I had an opportunity to meet him a few times, but am I known by President Jimmy Carter? No. He would not know me. He would never know who I am. Our president, Donald Trump, does he, does he know? Does anybody in the room, in this room, could... Could he walk in and say that he could call you by name? Anybody in this room? Vice President Mike Pence. Anybody? The governor, Nathan Deal. Anybody? Wow. Well, let's just keep going. You know, I, there's 100 senators. Each state has two, 50 states. There's 100 senators. Anybody in the room have a senator call you by name? Okay. Now, we get to congressmen. There's 435 congressmen. Anybody in the room have a congressman call you by name? Okay. Well, that's good. Our congressman is Jody Heiss. Great man. Great man. Godly man. And so, I do know him, and he, I have him in my cell phone, and he calls me by name. But out of all the political people out there, there's only one that knows me by name. And then I began to think about sports. And, you know, you look at your, all the great sports teams that are out there. And I said this last Sunday. If, you're, if your team didn't win, you need to pray more and give more. 
Did y'all hear that? But anyway, I hope your team won this weekend. But how many in this room can have, does the Falcons coach call you by name? How many can Kirby Smart in this room call you by name? You think about all the different coaches that are famous out there. And can they call you by name? And then I look at, you look at Hollywood. You look at Hollywood. You look at all the movie stars. Anybody in this room ever met a movie star? Okay, you have. Any of y'all living with a movie star? I am. I'm living with an angel. You know, they had that show, Touched by an Angel. I live with that, Touched by an Angel. You know, there was a pretty famous movie star celebrity that passed away this past week. You know who it was? See, their Facebook, it puts it out there quick, doesn't it? Ahead of the news. Now, how, when I say Burt Reynolds, and you think of a movie, what name do you think of Burt Reynolds? Okay. I heard some of you add Smokey, but he was known as the Bandit. Yeah, Smokey was Jackie Gleason. Yep. But Burt was the Bandit. But, you know, isn't it amazing? Now, some of y'all in this room uh, didn't grow up in that time frame, and you don't have a clue what Smokey and the Bandit is about. Okay. And I understand that. You're millennials and, and younger, okay, as they go by. But um, people knowing you by name. Then look at some of the artists out there, famous musicians. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite artist? Is it country? Is it pop? Is it gospel? But you think of them. How many of them know you by name and can call you by name? Well, you know, these are people that we elevate. These are people that society puts on a pedestal. But when you get down to it and you think about it, how many of these people know me by name? And it's, that list is short and it's very small. Now, here's my next point. And this is what blows me away. I am fully known by God. I am fully known by God. Not only does he know my name, we're going to see today just how much he does know me and you. Now, isn't it awesome to think about the God of this universe, the creator, the Lord of all, knows you by name. Now, listen, all these other people, they might think they're important or they might think they're special. Or they might think they're significant. But listen, to be known by God is the greatest thing I know. To be known by Him. And for Him to not only know who you are, but for Him to desire a relationship with you and me. That's what blows me away. Now, when I say I'm fully known by God, when I say that statement, does that amaze you or make you afraid that you're fully known? Does it amaze you? Or do you go, oh, I'm afraid that he knows everything there is to know about me. Hmm. Or does it do a little bit of both? You know, one guy said, does it thrill you or does it threaten you? That to say, I am fully known by God. 
Follow with me in this text as David the psalmist is, is letting us know. Beginning in verse 1 of Psalms 139, he says this, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You understand my thought from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down, and you are intimately acquainted with all my ways. And even before there is a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. You have enclosed me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. And then he finishes that little stanza there with this. Such knowledge, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain to it. Now, wow, that's where we're going today, folks. There's a lot of great truth in those six verses that we're going to see today. But the first one is that I am fully known by God. It's right there in verse 1. The Bible says pretty clearly that he has searched me and he knows me. That word search means to seek out, to explore, to examine thoroughly, to examine intimately. God searches us out. The Bible makes it very clear that no man seeks God. Jesus said, I've come to seek and to save that which is lost. And so the searching, the seeking out comes from God. You know, I've said it before. There's the game we, we grew playing up called hide and seek. And we'd go hide and somebody go seeking. And it always seemed like it was more fun to hide than it was to seek. Anybody with me? You wanted to go hide and see if they couldn't find you. And then one, when they couldn't find you, you started sneaking around, seeing if you could find them, didn't you? You know, like, maybe they forgot about me. But it was always good to hide. Well, listen, right after Adam's sin in the garden, what did he do? He went and hid. And God came looking for him in the garden by saying, Where are you, Adam? And he said, I'm naked. I was afraid, and I hid. But God initiates the seeking. And not only that, he says, you have searched me, but he also says, you've known me. You have known me. This word known means to know by experience. It's, it's more than just a casual acquaintance. It's to know someone intimately, to be known by them. There's, listen, at the end of your life, the most important thing are going to be those that know you the best or around you. It will be. The, the ones who know you the best. And, and that is a key. And so that's the first thing. So how else are we known intimately by God? He gives us several things here this morning. And I'm going to go through these with you. And here's the first one. God knows every move I make. God knows every move I make. He knows every move you make. The Bible says it pretty clear here. You know when I sit down, when I rise up. <laughs> He knows every move you make. He also goes on to say, you understand. He says, you scrutinize my path and my lying down and are intimately acquainted with all my ways. That's verses 2 and 3. So God knows every move that you make every day. In fact, the Bible says that he directs the path. Your steps are ordered by God. So whenever you're going through a day, there's nothing happening by chance. God knows. He's intimately 
knowing everything about you, every move you make, everywhere you go, from the rising up to going to bed at night. He sees every movement that you make. Now, does that amaze you, or does that make you afraid? Does it amaze you or strike fear? And not only that, here's the next one. Oh, this is, this is one. God knows every thought I have. God knows every thought I have. It says it right here. It says in verse 2, you understand my thought from afar. And God is in heaven. He's, he's on his throne. But distance does not separate the fact that God knows every move we make. And he also knows every thought we have. Now, some of you might be thinking, whoa, you mean God knows every thought that I've thought this week? You know, my wife has told me it's better you keep your thoughts inside sometimes. You ever had anybody tell you that? So, because sometimes when you say something, that you were thinking, you can get yourself in trouble. But here's the thing. God knows the thought. Now, Peter Lord, Peter Lord helped me with this. He's a godly man, been a pastor, pastored for years down at First Baptist Church, Titusville, Florida. But Peter Lord said this. He said, every thought's not a sin. Because Jesus, he was tempted in every way possible, but yet he didn't sin. But it's what we do with that thought that can become a sin but see here's the fact God knows every thought that we have and I know some of you are you think a lot don't you I mean it's like your mind can't shut down it's all kinds of thoughts coming at you all the time that's why the scripture says this it's very important write this one down in your notes 2nd Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 it says take every thought captive under the obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ. Take every thought captive. It's the end of verse 5 there. So when a thought comes, and it could be a bad thought, you got to take that thought captive when it does come your way. And don't run with it. That's why Jesus, um, was when, when he was giving that Sermon on the Mountain, going through about... Hey, you say that you've not murdered, but if you hate your brother, you're guilty of murder. And he, he looked at the men and he said, You say you haven't committed adultery, but I say if you look at a woman to lust after, you've already committed adultery in your heart. It's the thought. And so that's the thing. You can't let those thoughts take you down a path to where you actually think of doing that act with that person. That's when a bad thought becomes a sin. It's when we begin to act it out. Does that make sense? So, but here's the reality. God knows every thought. Every thought that we have. Here's the next one. God knows every word I speak. God knows every word I speak. I'm known by, for that fact. Ooh. You know, it's been said that, um, that the average man speaks 10,000 words in a day, which is enough to, to fill up a, a book about that thick. Now, a woman speaks about 20,000 words a day. Now, I don't know what that means. I'm not going down that trail. 
But I guess that'd be two volumes like that. But that's why, men, when you get there in the afternoon, if she, if she needs to talk, let her talk. You know why? She hadn't got her words out. And you know, and some of you, uh, particularly if you're a man and your wife has little children or a situation like that, she needs adult talk time. She doesn't need little kid talk time, okay? And that's a whole different thing. And so she's got to get her words out. And you might be sitting there thinking, when is this person going to be quiet? You might be thinking that, but here's the thing. Go with it. They got to get those words out. But here's the, here's the reality. God knows every word I speak. So it's been said that in a person's average lifetime, for a man with one volume that thick, it said it would be enough books that would fill up a university's library. That's how many words you speak in a lifetime. So if you go to the University of Georgia and go in their bookstore and go into their library and you look at all the volumes in there and you just look at all that and go, okay, this is how many words that I'm going to speak in my lifetime. Whew, God knows every word that you speak. Wow. Once again, does that amaze you or make you afraid? They're written down. They're recorded. They're written down. But that, that is an amazing thing to be known by God that way. And then finally, we get here to this other one in verse 5. God knows where I am, and he's protecting me. It says, you have enclosed me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. God knows right where I am. He knows right where you are. He knows where you're going to be this time next week. He knows every little detail. And he has enclosed you. He goes before you. He comes behind you to do those things. And he knows right where you are. I know it was in a, I read this in a book about a man that was uh, an evangelist. And he was traveling with his family on vacation. And as he went down the road, they, they stopped to, to go into this place to eat. And uh, a payphone began to ring. And so it was just ringing. So the man, out of curiosity, went over there and picked up the phone. And it was a woman who was using an operator to call to speak to, a, to this individual. Well, guess the individual she was trying to call was this man. Now, what's the odds of that happening? To be traveling on vacation in some distant state, and you get out to go eat, and you answer a payphone, and it's for you. It's for you. And the lady said, is this so-and-so? And he said, yes, it is. And she said, where are you? And he said, you call me. You tell me where I am. And she said, well, I, I just was crying out for God for help. I, met, I was at the end of my ropes. I didn't know where else to turn. And I had seen you on TV and I asked God to give me your number to call you. And the number that God gave her was that payphone outside of that restaurant. Now, when you factor the digits and there's ten numbers and you factor the odds of that happening, that's astronomical. And you know what? 
He talked to that lady. He answered her questions. And then he went back to his family and he said these words. God knows where I'm at. God knows right where I'm at. Mm. And not only that, God is protecting you. There's nothing better than being in the hands of God. He's protected me from things that I didn't even know I was protected from. That is a fact. I know he's protected me from hitting people and people hitting me. I know I've been in so many hospitals around so much sickness. He's protected me from getting germs and getting sicknesses. I know he has because I, I, I'm around it all the time. But he's protected you too. He's protected. And I know there are things that happen. And I know that there are things that we wish we could look at and go, I don't know why that happened. But it did. But it, the scripture, this is from a man who wrote about it who was intimately acquainted with God. But more importantly, God was intimately acquainted with David. Was David a perfect man? Absolutely not. But David was a forgiven, forgiven man, and he was a man after God's own heart. Wow. And so, what is our response to this? And I close with this. Your response and my response should be this. To be known by God, to be known by God this way, it's just too wonderful for me. <laughs> I love that. It's just too wonderful. Wonderful. What does that mean? It's, this is incomprehensible. It's extraordinary. In other words, I can never understand this. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. In other words, you, you never can wrap your mind around the fact that God knows you like this. And God knows every little detail there is to know about you, and he loves you. He knows your every thought, your every move, your every motive. He knows every step you're going to make and every word you're going to speak. But even though he knows all that, he loves you. He loves you, and he cares for you. And I, that's the first one. I cannot, I can, I'm incapable of ever understanding that because such knowledge is too wonderful for me. And then the next one is this, to be known by God this way is too high. It's too high for me. This word too high means inaccessibly high. I cannot reach it. This knowledge is too, not only is it too wonderful, it's too high. I, I can never attain it. I can never reach it. In other words, I can never understand it. I can never reach it. But isn't it amazing to know that the God of this universe, I am known by God. So if you don't think you're special or if you don't think you're important, think again. Because you're known by God. And not only are you known by him, he knows you and me so intimately. It's amazing. I went and I listened to the lyrics of a song called Known. And the words go like this. Fully known and loved by you, you won't let go 
no matter what I do. It's not one or the other. It's hard truth and ridiculous grace to be fully known and loved by you. Wow. To be fully known and loved by you. That's your God. That's God. And that's the beginning of our known series. So take this with you. And more importantly, let this truth sink deep into your heart. That the God of the universe not only knows you. He knows every little detail about you. And yet he loves you. And he's there for you. Let's pray.